The following is a continuation of our series, Onward and Upward, looking at our daily growth through sanctification. We hope you enjoy. Tonight we're going to keep looking at sanctification, and we're going to look specifically at how the Holy Spirit works in our sanctification. So let me pray for us, and then we'll get started. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we love you, and we ask that you would come and meet with us, Lord, that you would open the eyes of our hearts so that we may understand your truth better. And as we look at the Holy Spirit tonight, Lord, we do ask that your Spirit would be at work in us, Lord, so that we may understand the depth of our sin, but also understand the wonders of your grace and your might. And I pray all this in Christ's holy and wonderful name. Amen. I want to start just by sharing, I was reading an article a couple days ago, and it was about this park ranger at Yellowstone National Park, and he was leading this group of hikers through the park, showing them different wildlife, different plants. And he got to this fire lookout, and he had a radio with him, and there were some messages coming over the radio, and he got frustrated by the radio. So in order for him to actually communicate and talk to people about the flowers and the animals and stuff, he turned the radio off and kept going. And then about half an hour later, this guy runs up and he's out of breath and is just like freaking out. And he's like, what's going on? And the park ranger learned from this guy that a grizzly bear had been tracking them the whole time. And the lookout, the guy that ran and tried to warn them, was trying to get a hold of him on the radio the whole time. Uh, and he couldn't get a hold of him because what? What happened? He turned it off, right? Sometimes, in order for us to actually understand the way that our sanctification works, we have to be able to hear what God is teaching us. We have to be able to hear what God is showing us through the Scriptures, through His work, And sometimes we can tune that out, right? Sometimes we can say, you know what, God, I'll listen to you later. Or, you know what, God, I really don't like what you're teaching me right now, so I'm just going to do my own thing. And we can be just like that park ranger and turning off the one thing that actually can show us the dangers and show us what needs to happen and neglect the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The scriptures remind us in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So we're all a people in great need of help, right? There's no one in this room, there's no one on this earth that can say, you know what, I got this under control, right? We can't do that. Uh, But the good news is that God knows that. And who did he send to help us with that? He sent Jesus. And not only that, he also sent a helper to come alongside us, to work in our hearts, to actually make sanctification possible for all of us. To enter sanctification, the Spirit helps us by showing us not only how to live, but also to show us the dangers of life. To show us when there's a metaphorical grizzly bear stalking us, right? To show us the sins that are pitfalls for us. Y'all know who R.C. Sproul is? Famous pastor. He passed away a couple years ago. He writes this in his book, The Essential Truths of the Christian Faith. Uh, he says, God is working within us to accomplish our sanctification. And the Holy Spirit lives in the believer, working to bring about a more righteous life and heart. And that's exactly what the Spirit does in regards to our growth and our faith. He actually shows us what it's like to be righteous. Shows us what it's like 
to be more like Christ, shows us what it's like to have a life and a heart that reflects the things of God. That's what we're going to really spend some time talking about tonight. So here's kind of our main point tonight. The Holy Spirit helps us to see how we're to grow, and that leads towards true change. That leads towards true change. Again, this whole picture of sanctification that we've been talking about. So I want to start by looking at how the Holy Spirit convicts us of the bad, which is what? Our sin, right? So let's turn to John 14, verses 25 to 26. And Caitlin's going to come up and read that for us. So John 14, 25 to 26. All right, it says, These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance that I have said to you. Thank you, Caitlin. When we read this passage here, I want us to think about this question. What does Jesus tell us about what the Holy Spirit does? He uses a specific term to describe him, and what was that? He is a helper, right? The Holy Spirit is a helper. The Spirit helps us to understand and helps these people who are reading this and hearing this to understand the things that Jesus had taught them. He does that for us as well. The Spirit helps us to do that. Helps us to remember things. But the whole point of God sending a helper, it wasn't because we requested one or because we wanted one. Why did God have to send a helper? Because we needed one, right? We needed the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and expose the sin, expose to us what is good so that we can pursue that. So it's not like the Holy Spirit's this nice addition to our lives. He's like an essential part of it. He actually helps us to grow, helps us to walk in light of what Christ has taught us. Put two chapters forward to chapter 16, John 16, 5 to 11. And Emma's going to come read that for us. John 16, 5-11. But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Thank you, Emma. So as we read that passage, Jesus goes into a little bit more detail about the role of the Holy Spirit. And part of the role of some specific things that we see here is that the Holy Spirit shows us righteousness, and also shows us conviction. Now, if you're like me, you prefer one of those over the other, which is what? Righteousness, right? We love Christ's righteousness. It's a good thing. If you don't like Christ's righteousness, maybe we need to have a conversation. You should like it, right? Now, the conviction piece, that's the part that we really don't like. Does anybody just love feeling bad about themselves? No, we don't. We don't like people calling us out. We don't like being made to feel bad about the things that we've done. Nobody likes to go into that shame hole. Y'all ever go into the shame hole? I do something bad or I upset somebody and then I just kind of retreat and I just feel bad and I just want to stay there and wallow because I don't want to look at anybody. But that's not really what conviction is. At least it's not the conviction that the Holy Spirit brings. 
the difference between the way that Satan works with our shame and the way that the Holy Spirit works with our conviction is the Holy Spirit's always pointing us towards something better. Satan wants to turn you in inward. It really make you focus on yourself. Focus on your sin. Focus on the thing that you did instead of the thing that frees you from the thing that you did. Uh, he shows us righteousness. He shows us conviction. Again, conviction of sin shows us that we are in fact sinners, but also that there's good news that comes with that. And that there's something better for us that we desperately need. And because of our sinful nature, because we are all sinners who have fallen short of the glory of God, we need that conviction, right? In order for our hearts to actually be softened to the things of God, we need the Spirit to actually get in there and do some dirty work, right? He has to get in there and really throw our idols out of whack, really throw our sins out of whack to draw us closer to Him. I'm going to ask Caroline to come read Galatians 5, 16 to 17. Galatians 5, 16 to 17. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other. Keep you from doing the things you want to do. The Apostle Paul is writing this. He's talking about the spiritual warfare that goes on in our hearts. This is a good thing. It means that the Holy Spirit is at war with your flesh, right? And that's why when you do something that you know you shouldn't have done, hopefully there's some sort of grief over that, right? That's the Holy Spirit bucking up against your desires. That's the Holy Spirit bucking up against your sinful nature and saying, you know, there's, again, something way better, and I'm, I'm showing you that. So when he says that we're to walk by the Spirit and we will not gratify the desires of the flesh, it doesn't mean that you know, if we're walking by the Spirit, all of a sudden we're never going to sin again. It's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is that when you're walking by the Spirit, the Spirit is going to be doing war with your sin. And Lord willing, if you're actually making your faith a priority and following Him and trusting in Him, the Spirit's going to be doing more and more work. Okay? Christopher last week quoted Joe Nose and when he said the gospel is working most when what? When it hurts, right? Uh, sometimes when God brings about conviction, sometimes when the Holy Spirit brings about conviction, it ruffles our feathers. We don't like it. It hurts. But that's, again, the Spirit putting to death our sin, which is exactly what sanctification is about, right? You know, it doesn't mean that we're never going to sin, but it does mean that we're equipped to face our sin. We're equipped to fight it. Okay? You know, I think it's next week or the week after. We're going to look at how sanctification is a daily battle. right? But God equips us through the Holy Spirit to actually do that battle. Now, in the end, it's really Him doing the work, Him doing the fighting. But He also helps us to make better decisions. Helps us to follow instead of retreat to our sin. The Spirit's always going to be doing battle with our sin, and I hope that's an encouragement to you. And it should be really assuring to you in your faith. If you ever have doubts that the Spirit's at work in your heart, just look at what happens after you sin. Do you feel bad? That's a great start. Okay, That really is a great start, and hopefully a good assurance that, you know what? If I sin and I'm just like, whatever, okay, that's obviously not good. But if you do have that sense of grief, like, I know I just did something wrong, that's the Holy Spirit working in you. Okay? And sometimes we, we can see that work 
and we can trust in it easier than others, but sometimes he really has to do some hard work in us, and sometimes it's going to involve sacrifice on your part. Sometimes it's going to have to involve giving up something in your life, but the Holy Spirit's working in you. And because we have the Holy Spirit, we can be confident that the Lord is at work. The Lord's sanctifying you. He's growing you. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you literally cannot grow closer to Christ. Because the Holy Spirit applies everything that Jesus has done for you in order to teach you and grow you closer to Him. And part of that is looking at the bad stuff. Convicting us of sin, convicting us of the bad, but a good portion of that is actually convicting us of what is good, what is truth. So I'm going to have Michael come up and read John 16, verses 12 to 15. John 16:12-15 I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Thank you, Michael. So again, this passage is continuing what Jesus was telling us earlier about the role of the Holy Spirit, and he's diving into the more positive aspects of it. The Spirit shows us truth, and that's the truth that we find in the Scriptures, right? It's the truth that we get from the Bible. And what that means is when you read the Bible, like when you actually read the Scriptures, the Holy Spirit is the one that actually helps you to understand it. Okay? He's like the glasses that you put on in order to understand the things of God, to understand the scriptures. So when we read the Bible, the Spirit is the one that is essentially translating it for us. Okay, uh, think about it this way. Okay, have you ever looked at the planet Jupiter on a night that you can actually see it? It's just like a tiny little dot. Like you can't really tell. It just looks like a star, but it is Jupiter, right? Have, have any of y'all done that? Like actually seen a planet? Well, you can. Okay, there are nights that you can actually see Jupiter, but again, all it looks like is a little tiny dot. What do you need in order to actually see Jupiter for what it is? You need a telescope. So you look through your telescope, what do you see? You actually see the shape of the planet. You see the color of the planet. You see that giant hurricane that just has never ended, right? It's just this perpetual hurricane that just swirls around Jupiter, right? You can see the details. You couldn't see that without the telescope, right? You knew it was there. You can see the dots. But the telescope helps you see what it truly is about, what it looks like. It gives you a, a full picture of what it is and Without the Holy Spirit, we're trying to look at Jupiter without a telescope, right? When we look at the Bible, we're, we're not looking at it with right eyes if we don't have the Spirit helping us. And the cool part about the way that the Holy Spirit works when he works through the Bible is that it's not like the Holy Spirit is this rogue part of the Trinity that's down here doing his own thing, right? That passage told us that the Holy Spirit does not speak from his own authority, right? What would happen if the Holy Spirit was speaking on his own authority? Would it be good? No, right? He wouldn't really be God at that point, right? He'd be going against the Father and the Son. They're all working together. and That's like the beautiful part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is one God in three persons. They're all equal in the fact that they are God, but they serve different roles in our salvation and in our lives. The Spirit cannot speak on His own authority because they're all working together for the same purpose. So as he's working through the scriptures to teach you, he's teaching you exactly what God the Father wants you to know. 
He's teaching you exactly what Jesus the Son wants you to know. I've heard it said this way, the Father creates, the Son saves, and the Holy Spirit applies. The Spirit teaches the things that God wants to teach us. So as you go to the Scriptures, as you go to your Bible, it's good for us to pray and ask God to help us understand. It's good for us to pray and say, Lord, I may not understand everything that this is telling me, but I'm asking your Spirit to be at work. I'll challenge you to do that. So when we read the Bible, again, the Spirit's the one who helps us understand In fact, if you're reading the Bible and you don't have the Spirit, it's just going to be a book to you. It's just going to be words on a page. You may know information about it, you may know facts, but it's not alive in your life. Usually I don't like this, but everybody take your phones out. If you have a phone. If you don't have a phone, that's okay. just want you to take your phones out. Open up your settings. Everybody got it? Now I want you to imagine that while you weren't paying attention, I went into all of y'all's phones and switched it to Spanish, or to German, or some language that you may not understand completely. Maybe you know a little bit of Spanish, maybe you know a little bit of German. That's okay. But would that be very frustrating for you? Would it be hard to get back to the language part where you can actually change it back to English? Maybe you know a little bit of Spanish where you can kind of fumble your way around. Or I took German in high school. There's a lot of German words that are close to English words, so I could probably make my way around and kind of figure it out. But I want you to imagine if I went and changed it to Arabic or Japanese. That's a completely different form of language, right? Like instead of letters that we understand, it's symbols and squiggly lines and things that we have no clue what they are, right? Could you get back to the language settings if I changed it to Arabic or Japanese? Probably not, right? Okay. <laughs> yes, thank you for bringing Siri into it. But I tell you that to tell you this, okay? Just like you wouldn't be able to figure that out on your own, and even Siri would apply in this, Siri's a helper, right? She's going to help you figure it out. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to understand what's in front of us. Even if it doesn't make sense, the Holy Spirit is working to teach us. He comes alongside us as we read the Bible and works to do the whole thing of making content and context make sense to us. So, just a couple of closing points. The Holy Spirit's our helper. He helps us to know that we need salvation. Helps us understand the scriptures. Convicts us of our sin, which may not be fun, but it's always for our good. Helps us each day as we fight against that sin. Convicts us of truth so we can live it out daily. In fact, our whole sanctification is fully dependent on the Holy Spirit. We can't be sanctified unless the Spirit is at work. So if you're seeking to grow in your faith, and you're not actively trusting in the Spirit to do that, then we shouldn't be frustrated when we don't see fruit in our life, right? We should be asking for the Spirit to be producing fruit in us. And that's my prayer for you guys, my prayer for all of us as we spend this whole semester talking about our growth in Christ. So let me pray for us. We'll break into small groups and... Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your Spirit's work, Lord. We do pray that you would be at work in us even tonight as we unpack this topic a little bit more. pray that you would open the eyes of our hearts again, Lord, to see who you are and what you've done for us. It's only by the work of your Spirit that we can do that, Lord. I pray all this in Christ's holy and wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. Please keep an eye out for more audio upcoming from WYM.